Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. This week is week two in our series, Genuine, a walk through Colossians. And this week we're going to be taking a look at Colossians chapter 1, verse nine, verses 9 to 12. Paul, as you may remember from last week, had never been to the city of Colossae and to the Colossian church, but he knew them through this guy named Epaphras, who was with Paul in Rome, in prison, as his letters being written. Last week, we, we looked at how Epaphras had told Paul about the church, and it was a healthy church. They displayed faith in Christ. They, they displayed love for their brothers and sisters in Christ. They had a hope stored up for them in heaven. The gospel was bearing fruit, and they were growing in the Lord, and they truly understood grace. So here's the question that, that I, I want you to think about with me. How, how do you pray for somebody or for people who are healthy, healthy Christians? How do you pray for a healthy Christian? Have you ever noticed how our prayers tend towards the things that are not healthy? Uh, those things like people who are sick, we pray for them. We pray for people who are experiencing emotional distress or are in spiritual need. We pray for those who are uh, working through the, the challenges of mental illness. When people and circumstances are unhealthy, we tend to pray for them. And it's usually obvious what we should be praying for. So how do you pray for people who are not unhealthy? How do you pray for the spiritually healthy? More than that, how do you pray for yourself when you're doing okay spiritually? How do you pray for yourself when you're spiritually healthy? I, I know I have a lot of people who tell me uh, that they pray for other people, but they rarely pray for themselves. As your pastor, can I tell you this? That's just silly. God calls you not only to pray for others, but to pray for yourself. What do you want God to do in your life? Well, you pray about that. Where do you want to grow in your life? Will you pray about that? What wisdom do you need from God? Will you pray about that? Ask God for what you need. God does what he would not otherwise do because his people pray. So you need to be praying for yourself so that the work of God would go ahead in you. So today we're going to walk into Paul's prayer for the uh, Christians at, at Colossae. And we're going to see how he prays for people who are spiritually healthy. You've heard this passage read before, but I'm going to read it to you again, just so it sinks in clearly. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to, to 12. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you 
to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. There, there's so much packed into this prayer, but if you check it out closely, you'll see that Paul actually only prays for one thing. He prays that people might know God's will. Verse 9, here's the one thing. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. The one thing he prays for is that they be filled with the knowledge of God's will for themselves. The idea of that filling with, with, God's, uh, with the knowledge of God's will is that they're filled with a complete knowledge that they, they actually have this complete understanding of what God's will is for their lives. Paul's praying for them, and he says, I'm praying in that so that these other things happen. And he's, here are the other things that, that happen if you know God's will for your life. You may live a life worthy of the Lord. You will please him in every way. You will bear fruit in every good work. You will grow in the knowledge of God. You'll continue to be strengthened with power. You will have great endurance and patience. You will joyfully give thanks to the Father. All of these things come out of knowing God's will. And here's what I know about many of you. I, I know that maybe even most of you want those things in your life. You want to live a life worthy of the Lord. You really do. You, you really do want to please the Lord. You, you want to do good works, and when you do good works, you want them to bear fruit. You really want to, to grow in the knowledge of God. You want to be strengthened with, with God's power. You want to have great endurance and patience, especially these days. You want to, to be full of joy and praise. And if you want to, that, that to happen in your life, then you need to be able to, as verse 9 says, be filled with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So the question is this. How do you know God's will? Well, most of you know the Sunday school answer to that question. You know God's will through the scriptures. Um, but in this case, it doesn't track. See, Paul was writing to the Colossians, who lived in a Greek city and had no real access to the Old Testament because the Old Testament was in, in scrolls in a synagogue where unless you were a convert to Judaism, you would not be really allowed. And he's writing at a time when most of the New Testament was not written. Uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, were, were not written for the possible exception of Mark, which was written right around the same time that the book of Colossians was written. Half of Paul's letters were not written yet. And yet... He says, I'm praying that you be filled with the knowledge of the fullness of God's will. Paul was not expecting the Colossians to 
find the will of God in the scriptures. Now, because we have the scriptures, we know that finding the will of God, there's nothing, when we find the will of God, it has to be congruent with scriptures, right? We understand that. We, we have a high view of, of scriptures. But for what Paul's talking about here, that's not what he's talking about. We continually ask God, verse 9, that we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Now, the NIV is the best translation on this verse. Most other version, uh, versions like uh, the New Revised Standard Version translate it like this. We've not ceased praying for you and asking that you may f be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. They talk about spiritual wisdom, and, and it seems like, well, that's something you go up onto the mountain to get. Uh, the, the original language is really clear, that, that the wisdom that you get and the understanding that you get are coming from the Spirit of God. Knowing God's will in your life is a matter of the, spirit, the work of the Spirit in your life. Knowing God's will is, is something that a lot of people throw up their hands and say, I, I just wonder if it's possible. There are many times where we're making a decision and, well, we'd really like to know God's will, but it just doesn't seem to be clear. But Paul in Colossians is praying that they will know the will of God fully. And he's even more direct with the church in Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Be very careful, then, how to live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Again, knowing the will of God is linked to wisdom, and it's linked to the move of the Spirit in your life. God's will is not something that's impossible to know. Paul's expectation is that the people of God would know the will of God. Now, let me say that there have been a number of times in my life where I have felt like I didn't know the will of God in a particular situation. Maybe you feel like that too. You, you don't always know what God's will is. And so what's going on there? Well, here's what I have found. When, when my experience with the Word of God, when my experience and the Word of God do not line up, one of three things is happening. It could be that the Word of God is wrong. But I dismiss that possibility out of hand because I've seen so often how God knows better than we do and God's Word is reliable. Uh, it could be that my approach to the Word of God my understanding of the Word of God is lacking somehow. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, that is true. I understand what God's Word is saying one way, but after I do uh, some more study and see a little clearer, God reveals a little bit more, and I understand it another way. I get to know God and His Word uh, better, and I see something else is happening than what I originally thought. That's a possibility. But we need to be careful with that option because 
most of us have a real need to justify our own experience instead of submitting it to the Word of God. And so oftentimes, instead of uh, misunderstanding, we rationalize. So be careful with that option. The third thing that could be happening is that the reason my experience and the Word of God do not line up is that I'm not walking in all that God has for me. I suspect that when it comes to understanding the will of God, that the last option is true for most of us. Have you ever noticed that when the topic of the will of God comes up, that it's usually in the context of trying to make big decisions? Lord, what career should I pursue? What partner should I marry? Should I change jobs? Should I uh, buy a house? Should I take on this responsibility? And the list goes on. Let's go back to the passage in Colossians. Remember that what would happen if we would know the will of God in our lives? Look at how many things that are listed are just part of our daily life. That you may live a life worthy of the Lord. That's not talking about the whole life. It's talking about your day-by-day -day life. It's what you do daily. That you will please him in every way. That's talking about your daily life. That you will bear fruit in every good work. And so when you're doing good things, that you'll bear fruit. That's, that's a daily activity. That you will grow in the knowledge of God. Hopefully that's happening really regularly. That you will be continue to be strengthened with power. I hope that's an ongoing process for you daily. You will have great endurance and patience. My, do we need that today? <laughs> As often we need it daily. That you will give joy, joyfully give thanks to the Father. Hopefully that's happening regularly for you. All these things have to do with our regular life, our daily life. Only a few of them, and only tangentially, are related to the big decisions of life. I suspect that our experience doesn't line up to the Word of God because we haven't always looked for the little things um, that are God's will for our life. And so when it comes to the big decisions, we're not ready to and able to hear what we need to hear for the big decisions in life. And because we've got used to not hearing what God's will is on the little things, we don't know how to walk well on the big things. So I want to invite you back to verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. When Paul says, I pray that God would fill you with the knowledge of his will, it's written in the aorist tense. Now, that's not a tense that we have in, in English. But it means that it's something that has happened and is continuing to happen. Knowing God's will is not a knowing once for all. 
it's not like knowing your times table. When you know it, you know it. It's more like a captain of a boat going up the Mississippi River. The Mississippi has a whole lot of, of sandbars and they're continually changing. But an experienced captain builds on his past knowledge of the river. But there's something to, new to learn every trip because the river changes, sandbars pop up, others disappear. But a good captain understands the flow of the river and knows how to go with it. That's the kind of knowing that, that Paul is talking about. You've known God's will in the past and you've journeyed through life and you, you continue to learn what God's will is for the present. Now there, there are some things that you already know and you know it's God's will for you right now. But day by day, other things will change. And so you need to be listening for God's will on a daily basis. So how do we know God's will? Paul gives three ways. First way is that Paul is continually praying for them to know God's will. Verse 9, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. How are we going to know God's will? Well, we're going to need to, to pray about it. We're going to pray that, that God would show us his will on a very regular basis. It'd be awesome if you could get other people praying for you. And that they would pray that you would know God's will. If you want to know how to pray for your spouse or your kids or your pastor or your friends, pray that they know the fullness of the will of God. Do you want to know how to pray for yourself? Pray that you know God's will. Pray regularly that you will know God's will. Pray that you will know it on a daily basis. I believe that when James said to the people he was writing to, you do not have because you do not ask, that verse is really applicable here. Oftentimes we don't know God's will on a daily basis because we're not asking for God's will on a daily basis. Second way that we'll know God's will is through the spirit, through the wisdom that the spirit gives. Verse 9. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom that the Spirit gives. Wisdom, wisdom is the ability to apply what you know. Now, for instance, it's, it's one thing to know the word to love others. You know that, right? Jesus said, love one another. And we're to love our neighbor. But wisdom knows how to actually do that in everyday life. How do you love the ornery person or the fearful person or the proud person or the challenging person or the gracious person? How do you love your business competitor? The spirit can give you the ability to know how to apply uh, what you know you need to do. You know you need to love others. You know you need to be kind. How does that show up? What does that mean? See, when we start to see how that's applied in everyday life, then 
as the Spirit gives wisdom that you, well, you could do this for this person today, you're going to bear fruit in every good work because the Spirit of God is leading you into that. And I might also add that, that just because you did it one way yesterday does not mean that that's going to be the same way that you ought to do it today. So we, we get to know the will of God as we start to pray to know the will of God. And we get to know the will of God as the Spirit of God, as we listen to him uh, for wisdom. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives gener generously without finding fault, and it will be given to you. James is saying, hey, I want you to know that you can ask God for wisdom. So as you're daily praying that you'd know the will of God, pray for wisdom, that you would know what to do in each situation. You get the, the idea that we have to up our game in terms of, of praying, not just for the big interactions of life and the big decisions of life, but Lord, I'm asking for today that you would show me your will and that you would lead me into wisdom. I'm asking for your wisdom as we interact with people, as we send emails, as we post on social media. I'm asking for your, your, your wisdom as we make the small decisions of life. Goes on. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through the understanding that the Spirit gives. You know, you'll know God's will through the understanding that the Spirit gives. Understanding is the ability to comprehend what's going on. The ability to, to understand what's happening in you and understanding around you. And God is able to give you that kind of understanding. Again, we don't have because we don't ask. You're going to be able to see what's, what's going on inside of you. And you're going to be able to see what's going on around you. Do you have an understanding of what God wants to do for you during this uh, stay-at-home order? Do you have an understanding of what, what God is calling you to in this time of COVID? Do you have an understanding of, of what God would, would, would like to, to lead you into at this time? There's opportunities here. God's Spirit leads us into understanding. So as you're, as you're praying that you would know the will of God and that you would know the wisdom that the Spirit gives and that you would have the understanding that the Spirit gives. We're starting to listen now. We're listening, God, how are you going to show that to me? Oftentimes he'll speak with a still small voice within our heart and we'll know what the right thing is to do. Sometimes he'll speak through other people. Sometimes he'll, he'll bring resources across our path. But you'll know as you've been praying about it that, ah, that's God's answer to that prayer for wisdom, to, to know how to interact today. Or maybe God will place a name upon your heart and, yeah, you need to do something for them. Because as you do, that will bear, that will bear good fruit. How do you know God's will on a daily basis? God's going to show it to you as you pray for it, as you pray for wisdom and understanding, and as you listen to the Spirit. And when you have wisdom and understanding, you're going to, going to live a life worthy of the Lord because you're going to see that His way is good. 
you will please him in every way because, well, he's going to lead you in the right ways. You're going to bear fruit in every good work. So you're not just doing good things, you're doing God things. You're growing in a knowledge of God because as you, as you allow God to lead you, he's going to, to show you who he is. You're going to continue to be strengthened with power because you're not going to be doing the things that you shouldn't be doing and you are going to be thinking, doing the things that God's calling you to do and his spirit is going to be at work inside you giving you the power and the strength to do that. You're going to have endurance and patience because you know that God's working with you daily. And you can joyfully give thanks to the Father in spite of what you're going through. I know that there are a number of people who think that they've run too far from God and that, that this is just unattainable. Here's what I want you to know. If you have given your life to Jesus, it is completely possible for you to do God's will today. Today. You don't have to wait tomorrow. You don't have to wait till you get your spiritual life together. You don't have to wait for, for something to happen. Today, God can lead you into his will. For those of you who have gone off the path, God's probably going to lead you to take steps towards getting back on the path. It is completely possible for you to do God's will today. So let me remind you, knowing God's will is a way for a fruitful life. It's a way to go into the life that you want to live. So I want to invite you Pray about it. Look for the wisdom that the Spirit gives. Look for the understanding that the Spirit gives. Listen to God. Let's hear his word one more time. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continue to ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. May God bless you as you push into knowing God's will. Lord, I want to pray for each person listening that they would know your will on a daily, regular basis. I'm praying, Lord, that you would speak into them and they would hear your voice in such a way there where they would gain wisdom and understanding. Lord, that you would reveal your will to them and that they would live it out in such a way that all these things that Paul said would come to pass would come to pass in them, that we would live a life worthy of the Lord and to please you in every way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care. And God bless.